Welcome to another episode of New Teacher Talk. Are you a new teacher who's concerned about preparing for an upcoming observation? We're here to support you. Our podcast channel is intentionally designed to support those who are new to teaching. We talk about the most common challenges that educators experience. And you'll find a community of support through this channel, our associated webpage, newteachersguide.org, and our Twitter account, at NewTeacherTalk1. We're the hosts for New Teacher Talk. I'm Dr. Anna. My passion is supporting teachers as they establish and expand their practice to advance student learning. I'm a board-certified early childhood generalist. And I'm Dr. Beth, former high school band director and a current professional educator who values the role that all new teachers play in schools, especially in the lives of their students. If you're listening to this podcast, either you are or will be a new teacher in the near future, or maybe you're a new teacher mentor or induction coordinator. It's no secret that becoming a successful teacher is challenging. Teacher evaluation is one of the major challenges all teachers face. In order to be rehired, your classroom performance needs to positively impact student learning. We have two respected educators as our guests today to talk about teacher evaluation, Amy Livengood and Melissa Dudich. Share with us who you are and your interest in the topic of teacher evaluation. Amy, would you start, please? Thank you for having me. My name is Amy Livengood. I am an instructional coach for the DeKalb School District. I'm also a national board certified teacher for early adolescent English language arts. I'm also an instructor at NIU and I work with undergraduate teacher candidates. As part of my role as an instructional coach, I'm also a mentor to new teachers and even veteran teachers. And I really enjoy trying to support people and being confident in their teaching and confident when someone's going to come judge and evaluate them. Thanks, Amy. Melissa, would you tell us about yourself? Yes, thanks for having me. I am the Associate Principal for Teaching and Learning at a high school of about 2,400 students in suburban Chicago. I'm also a doctoral student at Northern Illinois University and a National Board Certified Teacher in Mathematics. In my role as Associate Principal, I introduce new teachers to our evaluation process at our school. I formally evaluate our non-tenured teachers I conduct close to 100 informal evaluations with our staff and several formal observations with all of our staff. And I support basically all of our administrators who are evaluating our teaching staff. And I also work closely with our instructional coaches who support teachers with evaluation. Melissa, how can new teachers become acquainted with the district's evaluation policy so they are not overwhelmed when the administrator comes in to observe them? Ideally, this would be part of the new teacher orientation or mentoring program, and that would be their first introduction to the policy. But I would also strongly recommend talking to your mentor or your direct supervisor. And I always think it's a great opportunity to have a peer come and observe you and maybe do kind of a practice evaluation before your supervisor comes in to evaluate you for a formal. Usually the districts have pretty clear processes for outlining the expectations for evaluation. So just familiarizing yourself with those and don't be afraid to ask questions because anyone who's going through this experience for the first time is probably a little bit nervous, has some questions. So just take advantage of all the resources around you in your district, especially your colleagues who will have lots of great advice for you about how it works in your particular district. 
I appreciate your focus on reaching out to those around them as new teachers to assist with understanding that district's evaluation policy. You shared a number of really good strategies there. Amy, how about you? What are your suggestions for new teachers becoming acquainted with the district's evaluation policy? Similar to what Melissa said is really reaching out to the people that know already who've been in the district. I tell new teachers to look at that rubric and those tools as a self-evaluation first. First, take that tool, take that rubric, and just go through item by item, line by line, and really honestly self-evaluate where you think you are. And then also start to pick apart that rubric and look at what things your evaluator will be able to observe and what things you need to document. So you can start parsing out what you need to focus on as someone's coming in and what you need to focus on as you start to document things that you do in your role as a teacher. I appreciate how you talked about finding the tool that will be used for the evaluation and deconstructing that, followed by that whole self-reflection piece, Amy. You have talked about using that rubric and starting to think about what can be observed, what can be documented, but what else should new teachers do to be prepared for those first evaluations by administrator? That's always worrisome for them. Absolutely. And I always say to people, it's not going to help me telling you not to be nervous because it's okay to be nervous. A few things to do to really be prepared besides looking through the rubric, besides talking to people like Melissa had mentioned earlier, and really getting a sense of some of the values in your district. If your district has a culture of fill in the blank. So if your district has a very big culture of using technology, starting to familiarize yourself with the technology that your district has available. So you can start to highlight how you use technology effectively in your lessons. You can fill in the blank for anything that your district is really trying to prioritize at the time of your evaluation. That's just one thing that I would suggest. Always focusing on what the district values is important. What else do you have to share with us, Melissa, from your perspective as an administrator? I think what Amy said was a great start to the evaluation process, really thinking about what your district values. And then I would just add on to that to say your mindset really matters as you approach the evaluation process. If you can look at it as an opportunity to showcase your strengths and to get critical feedback, So as you're thinking about those district values, what are some of the strengths that you already have in some of those areas that you wanna showcase? And what are the ways in which you still wanna grow in some of those areas? If you can be really honest with your evaluator about that, about letting them know the places that you'd like specific feedback, that will help you only get better in those areas that are important. That sense of communication and an open channel of being honest with an administrator is really important. You both have talked about the value of peers in the observation and evaluation, preparing to be evaluated. I want to go deeper with what you're talking about there. When you think about the work that you do as an instructional coach, what role might peers or their assigned mentor play in preparing for their observations? And then the second part is then what do you recommend to help them understand the feedback from the post-conference? So actually, as an instructional coach, I do work with a lot of new teachers, but even veteran teachers come to me and and ask about support, talking through their evaluation, talking through lesson planning for the evaluations. For all those new teachers out there, it's something that every year, even veteran teachers do like to talk through their lesson plans. So you're not alone. Really, as a mentor or as a peer, talking through those what ifs of a lesson plan could be really beneficial. If you have a trusted colleague or a mentor 
and you know that you're going to do a lesson on figurative language, let's say in the language arts classroom. Talking through, okay, what will happen if the technology, I'm going to play a video, what happens if that video doesn't work? What's my plan B? What happens if it's a, a rough class? What happens if three kids come in and they've just got called to the office the period before, so they're going to come in really angsty? I think talking through some of those situations and different things that may arise will help calm the nerves and also start helping you think about those plan B, plan C, plan D as they come up. And then from the post-conference, I really hope you have a really supportive administrator who is giving you feedback in the form of creating goals and not in feedback in the form of gotcha. Either way, thinking through the feedback as creating goals for either your next formal observation or for the following year would be helpful because everyone can get better. It's okay if you're not excellent in everything because every lesson can always improve, even for the most veteran award-winning teachers. It's okay to get some constructive feedback and set goals and see what you can do better. Really what you're hinting at there, Amy, is that feedback is cyclical, meaning that with each observation, you can set goals and reach those goals and continue to grow professionally. That's one of the benefits of a post-conference as well. It gives you that feedback. How often or how quickly do most teachers get that feedback after the observation based on your experience? How long does it take? Sometimes it's a contractual thing. I would say, depending on your district, your contract may actually spell out how many days your your evaluator has to give you that feedback. Typically, it's going to be within five school days. For your brand new teachers, if you have multiple observations, for example, in my district, first year teacher will have three observations, uh, formal, like written up observations in their first year of teaching. So I like to tell people your first observation is like your pretest. So think of that as you're doing a run through, you're getting feedback from your evaluator to really see what your district values and what your evaluator sees as your goals. And then for your future observations that year, that's your just like a a lesson arc of a lesson plan. It's your pretest, your guided practice, and then you're really your final evaluation. So take that feedback throughout. That's really sage advice. Thanks, Amy, for sharing that. Melissa, what about you? What role do you think peers or a mentor can play in preparing new teachers for their observations? And then, of course, after the observation, helping them to understand the feedback from the post-conference. As I had mentioned before, it's always nice to have a colleague come in and do a practice evaluation process with you. But equally as important is getting into another colleague's classroom and watching what's transpiring. And as you're doing that, when you're in another colleague's classroom, really focusing on the student learning that is happening. So while you're in the classroom, maybe a little bit less focus on the teacher, more focus on what the students are doing, because that's what evaluators are supposed to be doing when they're in your classroom too. After you leave and you reflect on that lesson and how it went for the teacher, thinking about what were the teacher moves that made that student learning happen? Because those are some of the things that you might want to emulate in your own classroom and during your own evaluation process. The thing I would say about processing the feedback is ideally when you come into a post-conference with your supervisor, that is a teacher-led conversation. If you can come into that post-conference with reflections that you've made, ideas about the lesson, that's the best way. Your lesson didn't have to go amazing 
it's all about the reflection that you have about it and what you can bring to the conversation. And then hopefully your evaluator can kind of add on to that, build on to those ideas so that together, you know, you've got some new ideas, but some of those should hopefully be generated by the teacher on how that went. Don't look at your evaluator as just the person providing you feedback and telling you whether it went well or not. As the teacher, you want to evaluate how well it went, bring those ideas to the table and share how you might make some changes for the future. That emphasis on reflection is very powerful. Being able to reflect on your lesson and how it went actually gives your administrator that sense that you truly do understand what's important about teaching. The reflection that you have on your work allows you to continue to grow as an educator. Amy, could you tell us what you found to be the greatest challenges for new teachers when it comes to preparing for evaluative observation? For brand new teachers, I found that just coming up with what to be evaluated on would be the biggest challenge because they're brand new. So it's usually the first time they've done that content or worked in that school. They don't know the administrator as closely as someone who's a veteran in that school might know them. So really coming up with what to use for the lesson. One advice that we've heard years and years is don't put on a dog and pony show. Well, put on a little bit of a dog and pony show. You want to really showcase something interesting, something that's your strength, but also you want to do something that's routine. It's okay if it's the first time you've done something as far as presenting a lesson, but also have pieces in that lesson that you've already done before. So different routines or ideas or strategies that you've done that you know work well, incorporate those even though it might be a brand new content that you are presenting to the students. That makes sense because... It's important for the administrator to see that your classroom runs smoothly and that students understand what's expected of them, taking those little parts that you already do well and repurposing them in new lessons. It's a good lesson for us all to think about. Melissa, what have you found to be the greatest challenge for new teachers as they prepare for evaluation? So I think one of the greatest challenges that new teachers face when they're first doing an observation would be the pacing. And as Amy had mentioned earlier, kind of planning for the unexpected. As you're mapping out that lesson, you've probably got multiple parts to it, a launch activity, some core learning activities, some type of consolidation. Always just thinking about where you can expand a little bit if things are going a little bit too fast or where you can cut back a little bit if things are not going as planned because they usually don't go exactly as planned. You might have a great 10-minute consolidation activity where you're going to really hit home on the learning targets at the end of the lesson. And what happens if there's only two minutes left? How can you still make sure that you give some closure to the lesson in an abbreviated way? So just thinking about some backup plans for those types of things, usually you have a good idea of like how long things will take and that's how you're kind of mapping out the lesson. If you have 45 minute class period, you're thinking this will take about 10 minutes, this will take about 15 minutes. You just never know what's going to happen. There's a lot of things that could happen differently. Even if you've already taught the lesson once to a different group of students, it might go differently with this new group of students. Just having some backup plans for how you can adjust in the midst of things. Expecting the unexpected. 
That's what I think new teachers don't always think about. They're so focused on what I'm going to do and they don't think that anything outside of what they are hoping to happen is going to happen. So that's a great piece of advice. Melissa, sometimes observations just don't go very well. How do you suggest new teachers recover if they do a lesson and it just doesn't go down as planned and it's... It's kind of a, a bad situation. What suggestion would you give to that new teacher? I think the most important thing that you can do is be honest with your supervisor and tell them that you didn't think that it went very well. Beyond that, explaining the specific reasons why you didn't think it went well. Hopefully those are focused on student learning. In some cases, it might be because of some student behaviors, but have some possible solutions for those. You can even ask your evaluator to come in again. Sometimes that's an option, not always, but don't be afraid to ask to say, I'd really like to have you come in and see this again. I have some ideas for how it might be improved in the future. And hopefully your evaluator might have some ideas as well. I truly think that reflection piece, as we had mentioned before, is one of the most important things. When we're looking at new teachers, we don't expect them to be rock stars in the classroom quite yet because there is so much to learn. As Amy had mentioned, even our very veteran teachers are still learning every single day in their classroom about how to do things better. So we expect that. The most important thing you can do is be honest, have an honest reflection about the lesson and share that with your evaluator. Coming in and saying, eh, I'm not sure, maybe it didn't go so well just because you're feeling bad about it. If you're not being honest about that, that's not helpful. Your evaluator probably wants to know that you understood that it didn't go well. That means we have something to work toward in the future and that you both know that there's room for growth. They wanna know that you see the room for growth as well. Thank you. Amy, what about you? I'm sure you've seen observations where the lesson just fell apart for a new teacher and they were being formally observed. What recommendations would you give to them if that happens? Honestly, Melissa took the words right out of my mouth. Every single thing that she just said, I would give the exact same advice. Um, so ask for a mulligan, uh, ask for a do-over, and your evaluator will appreciate if you self-reflect and really go through not only what didn't go well, but what steps you are taking so that it would go better in the future. That honesty and the humility and the self-reflection is going to be very, very important. It's gonna show that you are a reflective practitioner, that you want to do better, and that you're not just kind of stuck in a, like that fixed mindset, that you're ready to, to think out all the different solutions. I really liked when you both said, ask for a do-over. Think through why the lesson didn't go down as planned. Share that with the evaluator. Have those conversations and grow from those experiences. That's where that reflection comes in. I appreciate that we are spending time talking about the importance of reflection on our practice. That can only happen when we have NBCTs in the room. That self-awareness that we have as teachers this is how we do grow. It's knowing what should happen, understanding the difference between what should happen, what did happen, and the ability to start to think about what are my gaps here? How can I improve for the next time? So it's about having that sense, that positive mindset, that growth mindset, 
that helps us grow as teachers, whether we're beginning teachers or have been in the field for many, many years. Amy, tell us about your contribution to the book. What did you write about? And how can new teachers use your downloadable resource you created? My section was called Six Steps to a Smooth Evaluation. And it really went through a lot of the components that we just talked about in this podcast, using the rubric as a self-evaluation tool, thinking about planning your lesson, some different tips on what to think about as far as the what ifs that may occur, and then really using that feedback as your jumping off point for making goals and looking at your next evaluation. The resources I created was a flow chart that really goes through those six steps and thinking through planning your evaluation and getting ready for your evaluations. You could post it up by your teacher desk and think about where you are in relation to planning your evaluation out. Thank you. And I love that flow chart. I have to tell you that, Amy. And I have shared that with a group that I've been working with their induction program. Melissa, would you tell us about what your contribution to the book was and how teachers can use your downloadable resource? My contribution to the book was a portion called Preparing for Observations with a Growth Mindset. And it really just described some of the key components of the evaluation process from the pre-conference planning meeting that you'll likely have with your supervisor to the post-conference and reflection process, and basically how to approach that process from a place of curiosity and growth, which we've talked about this entire time, really comes from that reflective piece. The downloadable resource that I created is a lesson planning tool that provides questions for consideration. I was really trying to formulate some questions that would just deepen that reflective process. So for example, asking, you know, how will students summarize and consolidate their learning? In what ways do students take ownership of their learning? Just really deepening that reflective process. And then at the end for that reflection piece, a few items to consider as you're reflecting on the lesson so that you can come into that post-conference meeting with your supervisor, really prepared to have that teacher-led conference. Being prepared for your conference is so important. And you gave us some tips about being prepared for the post-conference. What can a new teacher do to be prepared for their pre-conference? I think similar to what I had mentioned before, explaining some of the, the backup plans that you might have if the lesson doesn't unfold exactly the way that you planned. But also, the evaluation process is an opportunity for the teacher to really showcase how they're thinking about the planning process. So that's why your evaluator doesn't just come in to see the lesson and you have this meeting before and after, because this is an opportunity for you to make your thinking visible as a teacher. Just like we try to make our students thinking visible during the lesson, that's how we give them feedback. We have to know what they're thinking to give them the best feedback. So your evaluator, wants to know how you're thinking through the planning process to give you the best feedback. If you can come into that pre-conference meeting, not just with your lesson plan, not just saying, these are the things I'm going to do, but to really describe why you made those choices in the lesson. And any time that you can explain how the individual students in that class influence some of those choices, that just speaks even more to your focus on student learning 
these individuals in this class, this is what they need. And that's why I created this lesson the way that I did. Just using the pre-conference as an opportunity to make your thinking visible as a teacher is really powerful and can also help you get the most out of the experience with your supervisor. As they're going in, they need to show what they're thinking and advocate for their own work. What's really interesting about the book is that, Melissa, you're at the high school level and Amy, you work at the middle school level. We have authors from all over the country and actually outside the U.S. who contributed. The pieces are meant to be short. The downloadable resources are there that you can go immediately, get that resource, use it in your classroom, whether you are a secondary teacher or an elementary teacher or pre-K. That's one of the benefits of the book. So let's say you are coming up on your teacher evaluation. The book allows you to zero in on that chapter where all these short pieces are there written by national board teachers, award-winning teachers, practicing classroom teachers. They know where new teachers are, where their heads are. And these are great resources. If you could only give one bit of advice about teacher evaluation, what would you say to a new teacher? I would say be yourself. You were hired for a reason. They picked you. They like you. They wanted you to teach. So be yourself. Thank you. What about you, Melissa? If you could only give one bit of advice to a new teacher specific to teacher evaluation, what would it be? Your reflection on the lesson is as important as the lesson itself because that informs all of your future actions. And that's what this entire process is about, how to make you even better in the future. Thank you, Melissa. So if our listeners would like to contact you, how can they do so if they want more advice from you? They can reach me on Twitter. I'm at mdudich1, M-D-U-D-I-C-1. Amy, how can our listeners contact you? Best way is to reach out by email and start a dialogue with me. So I could reach it at amy.livengood at d428.org. We really appreciate both of you being here today. You're both MBCTs, you're authors, you're professional educators, you're mentors to so many new teachers. You are very skilled on this topic. So thank you for being here, both of you. And really the information that you're sharing helps put into perspective the whole evaluative cycle, the pre-conference observation post-conference, and things for new teachers to be thinking about, strategies they can use, ways to be successful, how to communicate, how to be reflective, why to be reflective. We really appreciate those comments. And for our audience today, we really appreciate you listening to today's podcast, and we hope you will become a regular follower. All you have to do is hit the follow button on iTunes or Spotify. We also would really like to have you provide feedback to us about our podcasts, our topics. If there's something that you would like to hear about, we would love to hear from you. All you have to do is go to newteachersguide.org. And you can follow us on Twitter at New Teacher Talk One. You can DM us if you have comments or topics you would like us to cover. And the fourth Monday of every month, we host a Twitter chat at New Teacher Talk One about all topics related to, in this case today, teacher evaluation, but topics that you will grapple with throughout the academic year and as you recharge in the summer months. Join us. That takes place from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Time, the fourth Monday of every month at New Teacher Talk One. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you.